Adventures in Aperture is a different kind of photography podcast where we take a deep dive with image makers to find out more about what drives their passion and approach to creating frames. This episode, we're not in the studio, we're actually in a nearby near McDonald's. And it's because I'm chatting to a man that's been working with photos for a long time. An accomplished photographer in his own right, Carl Lee has been on the other side of the fence, working as an art director for many years, and now creating huge waves on social media with his concept art. Carl, welcome to the podcast. I've got a lot of questions for you, um, because I think uniquely, you've been on, on both sides of the publishing fence. I mean, you know, you've, you take a great photo, but you also know what to look for in a great image. And you spent years at design desk selecting photos for use on double page spreads and on the covers of successful magazines but before we dive into that can we start by you explaining to the listeners who you are and, and what you do oh it's it's always that tricky one what do you do um <clears throat> what do we do okay uh i am a trained graphic designer and um but nowadays I'm a graphic designer and an illustrator and my but my illustration isn't isn't like normal illustrations it's um it's concept art um mainly focused around motorcycles so I'll visualize a motorcycle um so for instance if a if if a manufacturer or a you know a private individual wants to paint their motorcycle a certain color but they don't know what it's going to look like when it's finished I'll help them visualize that. So I'll create an image in Photoshop and say, your bike will look just like this when it's finished. Or, you know, some uh, uh, a magazine might contact me and say, oh, Kawasaki have, are about to launch a new motorcycle. We've got some spy pictures of it. It's heavily disguised. Um, it's got all this fake bodywork on, but we'd like you to make it look like it's the real deal. It's the finished deal. It's the finished bike in a showroom. So I'll try and visualize that for them as well. Amazing. So that's kind of what I do. I work, work in Photoshop predominantly. Um, and my clients could be anyone from a private individual to a small bike manufacturer or a magazine cool so i mean you started on <clears throat> magazines actually pre-digital your, your sort of career predates digital tell me about the differences um you know in the film days as opposed to digital i mean were there any benefits of film to begin with uh, i think um I think there was benefits in film. Uh, it's a, that's a good, really good point, a really good question. There were benefits in film. Nowadays, you get a load of... If, if you get a, a, a disc... A, a, you don't even get a disc now. But if you get a, a transfer from a photographer yeah. and um, you end up with hundreds and hundreds of images and you have to painstakingly go through every single image to find out the best one that that's got the best composition uh the 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 right amount of sharpness in the right place the best light and all the rest of it and then you've got to um you've got to process that image to your liking you've got to treat that image to your liking Uh, but in the old days you would get a selection of transparencies and uh you'd be hunched over a light box and you'd be you'd be checking out those those trannies and you you seem to have um more of an edit and i think photographers in those days were probably possibly more careful with the shots that they took yeah um, yeah they could still they could still um <clears throat> machine gun a, a motorcycle going around a corner but i think they would 
they, they were less throwaway. They, they seemed less um, disposable images in those days. And, and I think I think with the slightly more careful um, choice of pictures, it made that job for you, creating that shortlist or choosing the right picture, it made it slightly easier. Yeah. Because it took some of the work out of it. And then, but at the same time, you'd get the image and then you'd have to have it scanned or you'd get someone else, you get a, a repro guy to do all the touch-up work on, on, on the image. Whereas nowadays, you kind of, you do it yourself. Yeah. You know, you you, um, you, you, you get that image straight into Photoshop or Lightroom. Uh, <clears throat> I use I use Photoshop mainly. And, um, you know, you, you, you process that image the way you want it yourself. So nowadays, the skills that I've had to learn um, have, you know, have changed. So, so the, the scope has broadened now. Amazing. Great stuff. So, I mean, digital came in, but as I remember it, it wasn't just a sort of overnight switch. There were teething problems. It's, you know, it wasn't a smooth landing. What do you remember about that time and about digital coming in? I remember, I remember um, <clears throat> lots of photographers getting very jittery and not not wanting to embrace that change. And 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 I can understand it. You know, everyone feels change, don't they, to, to a degree. And um, I think a lot of photographers were res resisting the switch over to digital and uh, and editors as well. Editors and I guess some designers were, were also. Um, unsure about the new format because you know it, it didn't it didn't seem um, it seemed quite artificial to get a, a digital file rather than you know an analog an analog image it it it, it lacked um, one of the editor that I worked with um, didn't like the lack of grain in the in the image um, so there were some cases I'd have to artificially introduce <laughs> grain to an image. Uh, just to, just so had more of a texture to it. it it's a it's a strange thing, but you know, um, that so not not just the photographers that were resistant to that change, the editors as well that that were scared of the of the, of the switchover. And now, well, you can do anything now, can't you? You can change anything to have any sort of flavour at the touch of a button or a or a Snapchat filter. Yes. Very true. So, I mean, you touched upon it there about looking at, at photos and, and you've spent an inordinate amount of time looking at photos and you know, studying photos, identifying what works, you know, what image you're going to use on a big double page spread, what image is going to catch the eye on a front cover. So what elements are you looking for in those instances? What does a successful image have to have so it jumps out at you? Uh, I think I think any successful image needs to have um, a certain vibe about it. It's it's sometimes it, it's hard to put it into words, but um, you you get a, a gut feeling. I think after you've looked at so many pictures, you get a gut feeling. And 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 what I what I try and do first of all is is this image? Am I going to remember this? I look at an image and I th and I think to myself, am I going to remember this image tomorrow or? five minutes from now am I going to be able to recollect it in my head um, this shot is it is it going to be is it is it going to be memorable is it going to stand out <clears throat> and um, yeah as well as the normal things like you know the composition and the light and you know the sharpness and 
other sort of technical aspects, I think it all boils down to, is this going to be a memorable image, an eventful image? What advice, given what you've said about, you know, looking at those elements and, and what stands out for you, what advice would you give to photographers who are perhaps starting off on their journey and, and want to shoot for, you know, the amazing magazines that you've worked for? And you've worked for a, a lot of them. Um, i get you to just say a few names about the, the magazines that you've worked for. What advice would you give the, to these photographers to send in images that aren't going to go straight into the bin, that you're going to look at and go, we need to be using these people? I would, I would say, um, first, first and foremost, know what, what the purpose of that image is. You know, look at, look at what it is you're trying to convey. Um, so what are, you, what are you trying to say with this picture? Are you, what purpose does it serve? So if you're taking a picture of a car, um, what's the purpose? What's, what's the meaning behind this image of the car? From an exterior, say if you take a three-quarter front image of a car, what's that going to say? What's the purpose of it? So the purpose of that would be to show what the car looks like, you know, with a bit of perspective from one particular angle. And then if you show a picture of the um, dashboard, you know, the, or the steering wheel, for instance, you know, that's the purpose of that is to show some detail and to show off the contours of of the steering wheel. Um, just just know why you're shooting a particular image from a particular angle. So then there's a there's a there's a reason for that to be presented to whoever looks at it um i think yeah so so know what know what you're shooting it for um and the second is just and 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 the second thing would be uh linked to that would be bear in mind what you're you're shooting it for and don't be distracted by anything else so if you're trying to shoot one angle of the of 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 something then don't try and encapsulate lots of other things as well because you're just you're diluting the purpose of that image then so i would say focus down and know why you're shooting it cool that's brilliant advice no that's absolutely perfect (laughs) and you know the listeners will get a lot out of that i mean talk to me about your own photography though you sort of put the design side to to, to the side for for a second um what do you enjoy shooting the most oh i i i'll enjoy shooting absolutely anything but you know a good anything from a good sunset to um a, a bottle of a bottle of beer you know anything that makes me feel good yeah when, when i'm when i'm when i'm looking back at it and does it capture it if it's captured a moment brilliant um if it if it makes me feel good brilliant if it reminds me of that moment in time brilliant um yeah so so i i'll sh- i'll shoot anything i'll shoot absolutely anything from from pe- people people are always good as well people if you can capture someone's personality or their character through through a lens fantastic and if you can do it in such a way that almost um exaggerates their features even better so play play to their strengths um and just i I like making a i like looking at the the everyday stuff but with a slightly different view um and just just enjoying the sort of the 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 shadows and the curves and 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 the way the light bounces off something I, i i yeah i can i can get some reward from that as well do you know what just as you were talking there that sort of reminded me about you know the sort of photos of yours that i've seen 
we used to work together in a big sort of uh, publishing business and um, you were the person that nobody said no to when you were after a picture. You had a way of sort of talking to a subject and just getting them to go, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I've got five minutes for a photo. Um, and I think that really demonstrated your social skills you know you, you 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 know your politeness you sort of everybody was happy to sort of go yeah i'll give up 10 minutes of my time but also on the flip side of that you could see images that nobody else could i remember an image you did with um forced perspective where you put some toy cars and used them in a real life background and because of the forced perspective because the cars were nearer to the uh, camera it was amazing it looked brilliant and I, it's it's an image that I never would have really sort of saw in my own mind. I, I, I it's an image I could never have taken. Um, and I'm just wondering how you are able to. Is that a design thing? Is that part of your design element of your brain? Going, you know, if I deconstruct this and I put this this um, element closer to the to the uh, to the lens, or is it just being in the moment and just experimenting? I think it's. Um... <clears throat> yeah, I remember that shoot actually. But I think it's about it's about having fun, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about enjoying something, and and I think that's what drives me. If it if it if it looks like fun, if you're thinking about it, and you think, oh, I could get something out of this, then it's your it's it's like exercise for your brain, isn't it? To to think about things like this, and and everybody can do it. Everybody's got their own perspective on everything. You know, everyone's truth is a little bit different um, because everyone sees things from their you know from their viewpoint and 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 i think that's the fascinating thing you know to 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 unlock that um and but the thing is you you don't you don't you don't have the same thoughts all the same at the time you know you 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 depending on your mood or depending on where you are you know you'll see things differently um and i think uh the beauty nowadays is that you know everyone's carrying a, you know it's that old cliche, isn't it? That the, the best camera is the one you've got with you, and uh, and everyone's got a fantastic camera with them now because everyone's got a really cool smartphone. So you know my 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 phone is so full of images it's unreal. I think at the last count I had about twenty nine thousand images, <laughs> and um, my wife keeps like taking the Mickey out of me. When are you going to delete them? When are you going to transfer? Yeah, soon, soon, I'll do it eventually. But, you know, the more I delete, the more I'll add to them. And I, and I think that's absolutely fine. You know, that's what it's there for. It's there to sort of capture moments and thoughts and memories and visions. And, yeah, as long as you're, I think as long as you're you're still exercising your your eyes and your brain, then, you know, you, you'll, you'll keep seeing this stuff. What was the question again? <laughs> I completely forgot. No, that's cool. So, I mean, well, apart from your smartphone, yeah. I remember you being a Canon shooter. Can you talk us through your current setup? Uh, yeah. So, um, I've just moved over to um, a full-frame camera, and and I'll be absolutely honest with you, my photography hasn't changed at all. <laughs> it's uh, I moved over to a full-frame camera. I'm doing nothing with the new full-frame camera that I couldn't do with, you know... A crop sensor and um, yeah it, it's just it's just um it's just better in low light and yeah it's it's that but that's what I'm, I'm using a canon r and uh it's it's a wonderful wonderful camera and uh i've invested in a in a big 600 mil sigma lens and uh i and and that's that's good for a workout as well for, for the biceps but i'll be i've been um, photographing um 
motorbikes and uh, and my my youngest playing football. <clears throat> and that's been really fun. Um, and I've got a, uh, an array of lenses, but my my most my my favourite lens is still a lens I bought in Hong Kong about. F- 10 15 years ago it's a um it's a 12 to 20 20 mil or 12 to 20 i can't even remember it's a canon wide angle okay and uh it's it's just so versatile and it's my favorite lens i mean those are sort of two extremes aren't they from from a a, a 12 mil to a 600 i mean it, it that's sort of in a way encapsulates a bit of sort of your approach really because it's you know it's quite extreme in both ends isn't yeah. it you know sort of if you're going to go wide go really wide if you're going to go close up go really close yeah, up so absolutely yeah cool totally agree it's 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 I like, I like to get and I think that that's one of the things I used to look at when selecting photography selecting pictures for a feature yeah you know is that are we covering all the bases here have we got um, a variety of shots you know have we have we got something close up have we got something zoomed out and just to keep that the the reader or the viewer entertained so it's not all the same pace you know when you watch a movie it's not all the same pace all the way through there's there's peaks peaks and troughs you know it's like a roller coaster and i think that translates to photography as well i I like to have capture that sort of um that variety of, of of shots good good so i mean you've created an absolutely insane social media following talk to us a bit about um your concept art and if if at all how photography has influenced that but also how you've harnessed social media to be a massive benefit to you yeah it's a it's a funny one social media isn't it it has changed a lot since um since i got into uh, facebook and and instagram and youtube um, I started off probably, probably around 2015, uh, 2014, 2015, and um, and it was initially it was just to showcase my work. I just there was so you know I'd create a concept for a magazine or a website, and and I'd do sort of various versions of it. So so I'd do a I'd, I'd do a red bike, I'd do a green bike, and mm-hmm. a black bike, and you know I'd do all these different colours, and and only one of them or two of them would make it into print. So I had all this overmatter, I had all these uh, these images that I'd spent hours on, and they'd never see the light of day. <clears throat> so I thought, I'm just going to showcase this on my Facebook, and uh, and I noticed that it, it was just it was it was proven to be quite popular, and it was very it turned out to be really shareable content because people hadn't seen it before. You know, this was fresh; they were seeing it for fresh. And um, it was all free, you know. They were getting a lot of the content that people would pay for in the magazine, but they were seeing it online for free. So I, ma- I managed to gain um, quite a big following in a short space of time, and um, I managed to keep it going, and uh, just just creating content, not just concepts, but just sort of um, little brain dumps as well, you know, things that just came to to, to mind. I'd I just do a little meme on something and then I post it up and then the next thing you know it's been it's been liked by 30,000 people um, and shared like thousands of times and you look at the stats and you know some 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 images have been I've reached a million people in total you know a million two million people and, and these are outrageous numbers that magazines at the time just 
they were getting, uh, you know, magazines were on decline then, and um, they, they'd had their sort of, uh, they'd peaked, and um, people were just going online to, for their content, and, and this, this was the kind of content they were going on, online for. So at the last count, I think I've got about 350,000 followers across, across Instagram, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. <clears throat> so what was the question again? So, I mean, well, you've answered it really well, but let's reverse that question. What, well, are, the, what are the drawbacks of yeah. having such a, a... Are there any drawbacks of, of yeah. having such a huge... Oh, sort of I remember your question. It was, uh, what are the benefits? Or how's it? So the benefits of having a huge social media following is that the, the, I don't need to raise the awareness of my work because it's all out there it's, yeah. and it's all massively shareable and that's and uh, so I, I've managed to pick up a few new quite a few new clients uh, quite a few clients from social media alone they've seen my work um, and they've commissioned me for some art or some you know some visualisation or um or some design stuff. So it's generated me um, a lot of leads. Uh, the downsides to it <clears throat> are that there was a stage when I was just, I was posting constantly, just like, it was every waking moment I was thinking, oh, what can my na- next post be? And um, it, it was, it was at times it was all consuming. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was in my head 24 seven. Uh, what can my next post be? Or I can do this. This would make a great story, you know. And and it was it, it would take over your life, and you weren't getting any sort of tangible um, financial reward, or and 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 that sort of uh, that little um, kick, that that little sense of satisfaction that you got from a from getting a like um, was very very addictive. Um, so I, I can see that you know that's that's one major downside, and I can see why how and why a lot of people would spend far too much time on social media because it's addictive stuff. You know, yeah. even even as even as uh, a viewer and not a content creator, you could just be on there on YouTube. You just channel surfing constantly, and before you know it, you've you've wasted an hour and a half of your day. You know, just surf scrolling, swiping. Um, and not getting anything done, so it is a it is a very addictive uh, pastime. Um, but they're the, they're the downsides. But I think if you can if you can manage it and be disciplined enough to set yourself, you know, some time, dedicate the time to do it, and then dedicate the time not to do it, I think you'd be that, that's probably the best way to manage it. That that's great. I mean, so last question: Can you sum up? sum up what sort of an impact photography has had on your life Ooh, um, <clears throat> I know it's a bit of a deep question for the last question is, but because yeah. uh, photography is really giving you uh, you know a, you know a good sort of 20 30 year career um, but you know it might be something that it's impacted you personally or that you know goes beyond designing magazines do you know I I look at that it's a it's a valid question. Looking back on my life, um, I've been photographing since I was at school. Um, I remember I was always the kid at school who had a who had a camera. So we'd go on a school trip, and I remember ha- I remember those disc cameras. Do you remember those yes, disc cameras? Yes, I do. Yes, and you get those little negatives in a little in the shape of a, in a of a disc. So I remember having one of them and taking them on a school trip, 
and I was the only one who had a camera. But even since that, so since then, I've I've always, you know, in my little gang of mates back home in Liverpool, you know, I'd always be the one who who take pictures because I don't know. I just liked I like to capture these little moments. I like a little sort of. You know these little snapshots in time are like a they were like a little time machine for me, and and I have to say they've they've really helped over the years as my memory is degraded. Um, I look back on a photo and I think, oh yeah, I remember that now. You know, it, it takes you, it can take you back to that moment in time, whether it was you know a week ago or or forty years ago. It so. I think it uh, photography has always has always been there for me for as you know, ever since I was old enough to, to press a button. Amazing. So just to wrap up, can you tell people where they can see more of your work? Yeah, they can find me on, um, on Instagram, uh, Car Design Concepts. Uh, they can find me on Facebook, and that's uh, Car Design UK. Or they can find me on YouTube, and uh, I'm... I'm under the Motor Candy brand on YouTube, uh, or they can just visit my website, uh, cardesignconcepts.com. Amazing. Todd, thank you so much for being part of the podcast, and uh, thank you for being generous with your time and giving us you know, those amazing answers. I really appreciate it. No worries. Mm-hmm.